everybody. Welcome into the final Unsportsmanlike Conduct podcast of the semester and of 2016. My name is Vaughn Lozon. With me today, as always, are my co-hosts Colin Logsdon and Andy McDonald. How are we doing today on this very cold Wednesday evening? Doing good. I mean, you're good. Cold, but yeah, you're cold. <laughs> Colin? Doing, doing all right. Just so ready to get out of this cold, you know. <laughs> I I am ready to get out of the cold as well, but it's it's not going to be for a little while. I think it's going to stay with us for oh, yeah. uh, for four months or so, like it yeah. usually does. Uh, winter has to take its toll, so we will live through it. We will move on, but for now, we are going to talk about uh, 2016, the year in review of sports, and it all started with the Alabama Crimson Tide beating Clemson in the national championship. They won 45-40. to 40. It was an one of the best national championships I've ever seen. Deshaun Watson had himself a day. Heisman winner Derrick Henry had 158 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and their tight end, uh, Alabama's tight end, O.J. Howard, had five catches for 208 receiving yards and two touchdowns. This is really the coming out party for O.J. Howard because since then he was... Um, Kind of a but bust. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't really doing a whole lot, but now Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and all these guys have him as either the number one or the number two tight end uh, coming out of school now going to the NFL draft. So I, this was really the game that, that it was his coming out party. He really showed... Uh, the main stage, what he was made of, but this was uh, this was a really heated game uh, up until the final minute. Alabama and Clemson were neck and neck going into that fourth quarter, and that fourth quarter was really high scored. 24 points for Alabama, 16 points scored for Clemson in that final quarter. Uh, Nick Saban basically rules the college football world, and it seems like he does it every year, whether it's in recruiting, whether it's in beating the SEC or taking these national championships. He, he seems to be able to do it. And both these teams are back in the tournament again in the final four. Clemson's going to be playing Ohio State. Alabama will be playing Washington. Boys, do we see a rematch? I think so. I think just because obviously Bama's a huge mismatch for Washington. Washington's never been here before. Yeah. They don't have the talent to compete with Bama, and they haven't faced a team even in Bama's galaxy this whole this whole uh, season. And then I think Clemson just has more experience than Ohio State. I think they have the better overall quarterback. They have the better passing game. I think they'll find a way to win it. And, yeah, I think we're going to get another rematch. Whether people like it or not, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I think last year was You're good not. enough. Last well, year was good enough for me. What's your dream matchup then? As a college football fan, I think it'd have to be Ohio State-Bama. But because I'm a Michigan guy, I don't want to see <laughs> Ohio State there. So I guess it has to be Clemson and uh, Bama. So you think we're going to get a rematch. What do you think, Andy? Um, I definitely think we're going to get Alabama, but if I had to pick, I think Ohio State's going to beat Clemson. I don't think Clemson has enough defense this year to be able to beat Ohio State. It's definitely going to be a good game. It's definitely the better of the two games in the Final Four, if you Absolutely. ask me. Um, it really could go either way. It's not like I'm going to be shocked if Clemson wins that game. I could definitely still see them winning that game. Um, but I, I think Urban Meyer's going to get the job, and I think they'll get back to the championship. So I don't think there will be a rematch. If there was, though, I mean, I don't know if Clemson could hang with Alabama this year because – they like I, like I mentioned, they don't have a defense. I mean, look at last year; the time of possession was almost split exactly even. And the really interesting thing I find about last year's game is Clemson had 31 first downs compared to Alabama only having 18. Yeah. In the game, so just looking at that, that shows like how Clemson's defense kind of helped them stay in that game. I think them not having that this year, if that game were to happen again, Alabama would probably roll at least. At least I think it would be a good game for a good amount of it, but by the fourth quarter, I think Alabama would probably pull away. Okay, yeah, that that's an interesting take on that because I think some of it has to do with uh, 
that onside kick that Alabama True. had in the championship game last year too, which came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I, that was, I think, the first time that I had seen an onside kick that I just had no idea what was happening since uh, the Super Bowl with the Saints and the Colts back in oh, 2010 yeah, or 2011, <clears throat> one of those years. But that that was definitely the play of the game. That was the difference maker in that game. I kind of think that Clemson's going to beat Ohio State just because of the offense that they have. Ohio State has a really good defense, but when you've got an all, uh, he's going to be a first round pick. Deshaun Watson at quarterback. You've got Wayne Gallman at running back, and you've got Mike Williams at wide receiver. You have a deadly offense with just those three guys mm-hmm. by themselves. So I think those guys matched up against Ohio State's defense. I kind of am leaning uh, in Clemson's favor right now. So well, Ohio State has no passing game. Yeah, that's the and thing. that's the all thing they can too do is, is run the ball, and they have a good front seven. Clemson yeah. does. They do it, yeah. Their, their secondary's been a little iffy. At least iffy, their defensive so line is strong. We'll see if JT Barrett decides yeah, to throw the ball a little more because that's something that he hasn't really been able to do effectively this season so far. Do you think that we're going to see a little bit more of that? That's what's really going to be interesting to me because I think JT Barrett's going to come up and play big in this game. That, that's why I kind of think it's going to be different because really, if you, if you can shut down JT Barrett, kind of like Michigan showed for you know three quarters of the game, yeah. at least against them, um, if you shut him down, their offense can't do anything to you. So. I don't if he if he can pass the ball and find a way to get it done then they're going to be able to do a lot more with their offense. Can they do it against Clemson? I don't know, but their defense hasn't been nearly as good this year, so it'll be interesting to see. Yep. So whoever makes it to the championship, yeah, oh, it's, it's going to be a great it's going to be fan, it's going to be a fantastic game. So if this rematch occurs, uh, who wins? Bama again. You, you, Bama. Bama's Clemson the, are playing for ba- second Bama's place. The what if Ohio champion? State gets in? Do you still say Bama? I still think Bama wins. Bama. Even though Ohio State has beat them before. I mean, they, weren't they the last team to beat them in a national championship? Very Bama was the one that, seed, yeah. and Ohio State was the four seed. That yeah. was two yeah, years ago. Yeah, back. Ohio State was the team that barely that made was it. It was different like controversial. Though. Ohio State had Zeke Elliott. They had all those great players. And um, yeah, Cardell Jones they, was a guy that came out of nowhere and shot them. Yeah. And they had no quarterback that year either. Um, yeah. Bama did. They didn't have a good quarterback that year. Who did they have that year? It was... It was the one, uh, the one guy that ran a little bit, but he wasn't. I know it was right before you, Coker. Uh, yeah, I can't it was, his name. Yeah, it, it, it was obviously it wasn't Jay that Coker. great. If I don't even know. I can't remember his name. Apparently, so he had a couple <laughs> bad interceptions in that game. Oh, he had some terrible interceptions in that game. Yeah, but, but yeah, I agree. I think Bama's gonna. Uh, I think they're gonna repeat again, and I think Nick Saban's gonna go down as the greatest college football head coach of all time probably and it, it, mean, it, it, it is a legacy at this point it's oh, been yeah. incredible to watch their dominance over the past decade or so Unreal. but it will be interesting to see and uh i'm excited for this bowl season it's gonna be oh great. yeah bowl start Overall, this saturday just, so it, it's it's always good it's, it's gonna, gonna be awesome year, I, yeah I'm, I'm super stoked <laughs> even though there's a lot of bowl games to uh digest it's gonna be fun it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. so moving on the next championship that we have uh, chronologically ordered here is the Super Bowl. And it was Super Bowl 50, which was probably the most hyped up Super Bowl of all time. And it was probably one of the worst Super Bowls that I've ever watched yeah. in my lifetime. And the Denver Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers 24 to 10. It was a pretty low scoring game uh, for for an offense as, as high powered as the Panthers were last year. They were only able to get 10 points on the board. Right. Um, and that was coming on a run by Jonathan Stewart. It wasn't even Cam Newton. Cam Newton had a horrific day. He only had 265 yards. He completed 18 of 41, and he had an interception. He, he was sacked six times, and he had a QBR of 33. But on the other side, 
Peyton Manning also had a terrible yes, game. Like he did all year that, <laughs> that season. Essentially. He, he completed 13 of 23 for 141 yards and an interception. Just he, he also got fact, sacked five times right. for 37 yards. His QBR was six. Mm-hmm. He, this is and just, yet he won a Super Bowl and apparently it's better than Brady. Yeah, he, yeah. He oh, yeah, he's better than Brady. This, he's, his two no, no, Super Bowl no, no, rings. No, 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 no. Uh, let's, let's, his two Super Bowl rings came from an inexperienced playoff really, team like but. Carolina and uh, against a quarterback like Rex Grossman from yeah, Chicago. Exactly, yeah. So let's not forget that. But the interesting thing here was obviously the defenses came up huge. Obviously, Vaughn Miller won the Super Bowl MVP. He came up with two and a half sacks. He had five solo tackles, six total tackles. He stripped uh, Cam Newton on one of those sacks, which led to a defensive score for for Denver. And uh, they came out on top was... Um, was it, what, Do you guys think that this was a boring Super Bowl, or did you like the defense? No, it was... I didn't really like watching it that much, to be honest. No. I, I didn't like last year's Super Bowl. I thought it was pretty boring. I think I kind of expected the game to be a lot different than it really was. I thought I thought the Panthers were going to win. That's who I picked. I thought win. so too because they had only lost one game the entire regular season. Exactly, and they, they steamrolled through the rest yeah, of the playoffs. Exactly, they played good, and their offense was fine, and everything else. So it was just kind of shocking to see Denver really be able to stop them as much as they would. But I yeah. think that showed that when you get into Cam Newton's head, he's not the same player as you know he can be. So. I think Denver kind of exposed them a little bit in that game. That's definitely moved into this year a little bit. You so you think that these problems that Cam has uh, this season kind of reflect it's, on that Super Bowl performance? You think yeah. it led from that? Yes, yeah, and it's it's almost because I was going to ask you guys that question. Next. It's almost kind of weird to make this comparison, but it's kind of like relatively the same. I know Michigan State changed their quarterback, but you look at last year how they got beat so bad by Bama in that game, and then they come into this year. How many games was Michigan State close to losing last year? That would have changed their record from going what what was yeah. it twelve and one or whatever they were. Yeah, to, they could have been easily seven and five or six and six if you ask me. It's kind of like the the same thing now this year. It's just like with Carolina getting beaten this game the way they did. I think it and same carried. with Notre Dame in the national championship. Yeah. when they played against Alabama yeah. in uh, two thousand thirteen because they had a lot of close games that year too, and they. It, they went 12 and 0 it's up something, until that championship game. It's something that we've seen carry over historically in sports. You know, when you lose in a championship game like this, it can kind of hurt your confidence the next season coming out. And I think it's done that to Cam Newton this year. Colin, rebuttal? I definitely agree. Although um, Carolina wasn't really the same last year because a lot of their games weren't close. They really beat the doors yeah, out yeah, of everybody. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, because that last game maybe like derailed different. their confidence and kind of messed, yeah. messed them up a little bit fundamentally. But I just think everything, their offensive line doesn't look the same. Their wide receivers don't look the same. Their defense was like the best in football last year. They can't stop anything this year. Yeah. So it's not even just Cam or, or uh, the way he played in that game. Just the whole team just seems out of funk. Maybe they were a one-hit wonder last year. I thought they were building maybe a dynasty with how so young they I. were. And they, bring, they were so bringing too. back their best receiver, Coven Benjamin, this year. I'm like, wow, their offense could be even better. He's not a good But fundamentally, runner. that whole team <laughs> is just screwed up, and I don't know what happened to them. Well, they lost Josh Norman for starters. They lost him yeah, to the Redskins. Man. He was... One of the best, probably the best cornerback in football last year, but he didn't have a very good Super Bowl performance either. He had two tackles, one solo tackle. He had two passes defended against, but he didn't have, you know, that impact play that you would expect a guy like Josh Norman to have. He was pretty and shocked they didn't sign him back either. If because they franchise tagged that. him, and yeah. then they released that franchise mm-hmm. tag, they decided to not do that, and then that's when he went over and signed a big deal with the Washington Redskins. But I agree with you guys. I think that Cam Newton, his woes this season kind of were carried over from last year's Super Bowl. Um, you, you you can just tell he's not having fun playing football mm-hmm. anymore. He he just yeah. doesn't he doesn't have the same 
huge smile, same grin whenever he scores a touchdown. He's not doing fun dances, um, anything like that, like he did last year. Uh, so, one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. Um, I still love the sport of football, but the two championships that we saw in a college and pros uh, this past season, let's hope that they're better next year. Uh, basically, is, yeah. is what I can uh, tell from our conversation well, that we've had so far. I mean, another thing you can kind of look at, too, is the first game of the year this year, Carolina played against Denver again, so in that rematch of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, I mean, Carolina was winning that game going into halftime 17-7, to and they let the game get away from them in the fourth quarter when Denver oh, yeah, scored they 14 blew it. points. So it's kind of like you can kind of tell, like, you know, Cam Newton had a chance to probably close that game and make more plays on offense, and he didn't. Yeah. So you got to wonder if, like, you know, that that kind of stuff's all psychological. Like, it goes on in your head. You don't you, – I mean, it's it's just a mental thing. So maybe he broke down in that game, you know, thinking back to what happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's all speculation, but it's definitely something that's, you know, you could, you could talk about or bring up, and it's realistic. And he really broke down after the Super Bowl as well when he was at that press conference. And there was another press I, – I don't – they set it up really – terribly but they had one table with Cam Newton and then on the other side of the room they had another table with Broncos players and they were just cheering and yelling and Mm -hmm. saying basically how they dominated Cam and there was some things said at that press conference by that Denver player that didn't sit well with Cam Newton and he ended up getting up and leaving yeah so it really just goes to show that uh, a performance like that can really derail you for uh, for a long (laughs) time and I think that that's what's happened with Cam Newton, but hopefully he can get it together because he is a great talent in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, he is Agreed. a really good player. I mean, no yeah. doubt. I mean, the guy's got an, an unlimited amount of talent at that position. So it's gonna take a lot for him to overcome this and get back to his old self. Though. Yeah, for sure. They're gonna make a lot of changes in the offseason. I don't know. We're gonna see just how good of a coach. Uh, what's his name? Ron is? Rivera. Ron yeah. Rivera, the riverboat gambler. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see if he was just a one-hit wonder if he can uh, do. I mean, bring up Calvin Benjamin too. I, he's got a lot to grow into too because that guy could be a good receiver. But like I like I tried to mention yeah. earlier, he, his route running is horrible. Like just watching him this year, not good. <laughs> it it's a little rough. He did miss all of last season with an injury. Yeah. His rookie year, he had over a thousand yards. He was one of the best young uh, receivers that year, along with Odell Beckham and guys like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see if they can, you know, kind of mature a little bit with their team, kind of grow into the team that they were um, last year because they definitely right. are not the same team this year. They're nope. at the bottom of their division, and they're probably not going to make playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, yeah, we're going to talk about college basketball and uh, some other NBA and uh, MLB when we come back from this short commercial break. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more. And we are back from our commercial break, and we're going to get into March Madness, one of my favorite times of the year, boys. So what about you? Oh, yeah, for sure. College basketball in general. It, big definitely. The first definitely. round So of much Ma- fun. So exciting. The first round of March Madness is always one of my favorite weekends to just relax, watch some college basketball. It's, it's such a great event and uh, a great tournament. But there were a lot of crazy upsets in this past year's March Madness, and that starts with Michigan State losing to Middle Tennessee State, the two seed. 
and the 15 seed. That is. Oh, that was a uh, is game, that the, of the year. game of the year. Is that, that the first time that a 15 seed ever uh, upsetted? It was. It's a, like the uh, second time. Second time. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It was. It was pretty close to being the first, but it wasn't quite the first. I remember. And Middle Tennessee State dominated that entire game, and Michigan State started to come back a little bit at the yeah. end of the game. But they never get over the hump. Like like yep. Tom Izzo was saying after that game, he said, you know, we didn't really play that bad of a game. Those guys were just making shots every oh, time. They were every time that Michigan State would come back and they would make something, they're right there to answer them. And that and that, that's what happens in basketball. The team gets hot. You know, you you can't do yeah. anything. As we saw with uh, what was it, NJIT when they played Michigan, yeah. that kid had like over thirty points in that game to beat them because he just couldn't miss from three point. It just happens. It happens. Yeah, it does just happen. So that was one of the big upsets from the first weekend. I had Michigan State winning in my bracket. You had won the year. whole thing. I had them winning the entire thing. I knew they oh won it. They always choke. And, I knew they lose somewhere. And I was terribly wrong. So, yeah. but I was okay with it happening because I'm a U of M guy, and you know, blah 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 blah. Oh, it was you a know, great day for U of M fans. Stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, if we didn't blow our lead to Notre Dame, we would have went further than them in the tournament. That's right. For sure. so yeah, absolutely. So, and a couple other upsets we had were uh, Stephen F. Austin beat West Virginia. Hawaii. A lot of people picked that, though. That was a big upset pick. This is though. the one that I picked. I didn't pick that one. I picked Hawaii over Cal, and that was That one was another the, one, too. That was, that was another one. Popular. So Hawaii like, beat Cal. Yale beat Baylor. Little Rock beat Purdue. And North, Northern Iowa. I remember that one. That was shocking that was, to me. Yeah, I, I thought Purdue for that. sure was going to get I had Purdue down. in the Sweet 16. I, yeah, so did I. I thought yeah, they, were they, were good. Good they were a good team. They were really good. They had a great season last year. So, And then the other one, the other notable one was Northern Iowa over Texas on a buzzer. Oh, yeah, I remember from, that. Uh, from that half court, which which... <laughs> That's that probably that's probably my favorite upset of uh, college year. basketball the the tournament from last season just because of how good of that a game that was. That was your favorite upset. That was yeah. my favorite upset because what what <laughs> what are you giving me this weird look? Oh, um, we're Michigan fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty obvious what our favorite upset was. Okay, well, maybe that was your favorite game to watch, but not your favorite. upset It was my overall. favorite upset because the game was good. The Michigan State mm. uh, Middle Tennessee State game wasn't all that good to watch. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you like the game better, but the upset overall, you were happier with the Michigan State result. Well, of course, I was happy. And with that's that. what I, that's what I, and you said favorites. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, whatever. I'm just I'm just holding you accountable. <laughs> you can't lie. If to you want to be technical with me, that's fine. That one was my favorite though, just because I remember very distinctively. Me and my roommate were watching that game. And it was going back and forth, back and forth, right. back and forth the entire game. Uh-huh. And then they hit that buzzer beater from half court to end the game. And me and my roommates stood up. We were screaming. We were going nuts. So that that was my favorite, just because I have that memory to think do you, of. Do so. you guys remember? I think I think it was Wisconsin, right? That beat Xavier in that game. That's a great Wasn't game. It, when Bronson Koenig hit the shot from the corner, I'm pretty yeah, sure that was last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, that was last year's. Yeah. And that was that was like one of my favorite moments from the tournament. I remember just watching that shot. Yeah, that was crazy. That was a and great game. Kind of made a name for himself in that shot. The Villanova North Carolina championship game was also. I feel well, like that game yeah. really wasn't that great. Like watching it wasn't I, that exciting. Even when he hit the buzzer beater, the announcer was just kind of like, "And he win, they win the tournament." Like it was well, really that's wasn't his that exciting. Fault. Yeah, it was still, doesn't make the game bad that, just that, because the announcer the screwed it up. Ones I've ever watched. I think it was an awesome championship game just because you had a buzzer beater. Yeah. I, it doesn't get much better. Than and, that. The, and just the way it was back and forth. North Carolina hit the shot, and they came right. North back Carolina down. hit the three to take the lead with like two seconds left. Mm-hmm. At the very end of the game, and then Villanova. They no, they hit, tied it with that three. It they tied gone, it. Yeah, they tied it. He had it a three. Well, it Villanova wouldn't have lost if you didn't miss that shot. Well, you, gone well you go to overtime, and yeah. who would you have taken in overtime? You never know. Uh, I'm asking you though, who are you taking? In overtime? I don't know. It's toss up. Maybe Nova. Maybe Nova. North Carolina was Maybe? so well, it wasn't even that great last year. 
No, the no. North Carolina and Villanova were both beneficiaries of their not having a truly elite team last year. Villanova, Villanova was, wasn't even the best team in the country. They didn't even win the uh, the Big East tournament. No, they didn't. They, they did lost not. to Seton Hall. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. Sure. That was pretty surprising. So but, really, they weren't that the, great. But, but they the were, dominance they in the were, tournament. That's, that's all that matters. That's what's cool about college basketball. It's get, getting hot at the right time. College football, you you got to be the best team all year, pretty much, to have a shot. And that's why they got to expand. And the then you won't even make football. it if you're Western, even if you go undefeated. Western have a shot in college yeah, basketball any year. Western is a non-power five conference. They didn't play anybody. I know. We're just saying, like they yeah. they did their best all year, and it I, wasn't. Yeah, I I understand, but like CMU B ball, we could have a shot in national championship this year. We're allowed no, to. I think. Yeah. I, Will I, they do it? No, but they got a shot. I, I I like actually last year for the paper that I was writing for for my community college, I covered a lot of the NCAA tournament. Like just kind of, I, I was the guy that was writing all about it. And I guess what I I wrote an article at the end of what I learned from it because I was wrong on so many picks last year. It was unbelievable. And I just experience is really what got that Villanova team through as far as they went yeah. to get it. And I like just so many different plays towards the end. But the, um, their point guard at the end of the game, he was a senior, and he had the chance probably to just pull up and take a more contested shot. And instead, yeah. he handed it back off. What was his name again? Uh, the white dude. It was Ryan. Uh, I I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Art. Art. Archie Diacono. Yeah, Archie And he gave it to Chris Jenkins for that three-pointer to be able to make it to win. Just just seeing that play. I mean, this guy could have taken the shot of a lifetime, and if he somehow <coughs> would have made it, I mean, yeah. his name goes down. Instead, he hands it off to someone else, so his name's the one that goes down for it. That's yeah. seniority taking oh, yeah. over to me. And, and it's crazy because they're a small school, too. Villanova's yeah, not big. Exactly. Traditionally, they're good in basketball, but they're not a powerhouse. They always find they a way They had to one win. lucky it year in 85. <laughs> Yeah. Which was like legendary for them. Yeah. And now they have 2016. They don't even recruit at all. Like, you never oh, see them like yeah, in the top exactly. 25 or anything. So, how do they just stay good? No, no Where do they knows. get these guys from and compete it, with it, Duke it, and all it that? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. But it just does happen. Yeah, it does just happen. Um, another thing that also happens frequently in the NBA is you get these, uh, these awesome uh, collaborative teams that just meet up in the finals every year. And that's kind of what happened last year, and I think it's probably going to happen again this year. Oops. And that was the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. Yawn. They went to a uh, <laughs> seven-game series. I th- I thought be. you you didn't like it. No, it was a good series, but if we do it again series. this year, it's been too much. It's it's I it's mean been two, three straight years. Come on, we Golden State's new. always the game. I just well, they got one apiece. You got to settle it out on the court again. <laughs> <laughs> or the NBA can just get good and have some depth for once yeah it's well, that all three start, good teams well year. you can't let all these freshmen in college just go to the NBA that, it mm-hmm. starts right there too that's why that's the NBA is no kind the of, real problem with the NBA is you let the superstars dictate whatever team they want to go to in football you never well, see yeah. superstars leave like that well you know LeBron has more uh, authority over his head coach and his GM oh, yeah. he shouldn't. And he LeBron shouldn't. basically is the head coach and the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers and he shouldn't be no he should no, no he shouldn't at all but that's just the way it is, but the, good. the Cavaliers-Warriors met up again for second straight year. It went to seven games. The Warriors took the first two. Cleveland won game three, and then the Warriors won game four. And then, as everyone says on the Twitterverse <laughs> and Facebook, they blew three a 3-1 one, lead. <laughs> the Cavaliers, they won the next three. And game seven was an awesome game, 93-89, to one of the most back-and-forth basketball games I've ever seen. Yeah, it was um, unbelievable. LeBron made that awesome block at towards the end of the game. Kyrie became yeah. a true superstar. Yeah. Kyrie totally took over. In. Yeah, he, he dominated Steph Curry in that game. Yeah, absolutely. That was the difference. And, yeah, and that's the yeah that was the difference from two years ago is because Cleveland didn't have uh, Kevin Love or 
Kyrie Irving right. in that finals, and LeBron put the team on his back. And he did. The he way he ba- ended that series. He was average, averaging over 30 points, I want to say, yeah. in that entire series. I remember he broke some records for something. Didn't he have, like, a double-double, or at least, in every game or something like oh, yeah. that? I wouldn't was, doubt he it. He almost there had, like, some, a triple-double in each game. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was some record that he broke for the finals, I think it was, for having, like, the most double-doubles. Now, was that two years ago, or are you talking about last year's one? I, I think it was last year. I Because last year, he was great as well. Yeah. Put on a legendary performance. Yeah. Absolutely. So, do you guys think that we see the Cavaliers and the Warriors another time? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no it, doubt. That's 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 the saddest thing about the NBA for me is that you already know who is going to be in the finals every year. It's so that, predictable. It's why I can't get into the NBA as much as I used to. Like when I was a kid, and you could watch the Pistons when I was growing up, and you know the going to work team and all that with all those guys. Yep. There was so much like different in the league there was teams that could beat each other I mean you didn't know who was going to win I mean the Spurs were always a great team the Pistons were and everything like that but it was still different every year it felt like now it's just yeah. it's two super teams it's not even three anymore because you can't there's no way I mean Russell's good but he's not beating he's not beating the, the Thunder suck I mean yeah no, the exactly. Thunder aren't so, playing very well without Kevin Durant yeah it's just the, it's not going to work but out it's not that like way. the Warriors are playing that much better with Kevin Durant too no yeah. but they but they have the better uh, overall team in the finals they'll Absolutely. be better prepared it'll, it doesn't it'll matter what they do in the regular season they're still so you getting think Golden State chemistry. wins this season if, yeah. if they make it to the no finals question. against Cleveland and it, LeBron yeah. it, I, I would definitely say so I would take Golden State this year just because of what it is but you, ne- you never know how superstars like that are going to be in a team together if one of them gets cold or one of them gets mags and not getting the ball enough or whatever it is yeah you could break down and i mean a guy like lebron will take advantage of that so you got to watch out for that but i definitely would take golden state this year i think no this team's proven that chemistry and yeah, is not they, a problem they, like, the other goal. night when they let clay thompson go for 60 they realized he's the hot guy you know <laughs> we don't need to shoot tonight so that's the great thing about that team. The amazing thing, actually, is that any any night one of those guys can go off. If you and the other guys aren't going to try and take it away from him. They'll be like, "Hey, keep going." If you guys had to take one player off that team, if you had of the three, uh, of the three, okay, definitely. of the obvious three, you can eliminate Clay Thompson. Curry, people are going to take Curry of or Clay Durant. Thompson and Kevin Durant. Who would you take off the team? Take off the team? Like if you had, would if you had pick, to just take one of them off, if you were forced to eliminate team. one player. Oh, eliminate! Yeah, like, you not take one for your own team. Like oh, just, or I mean, like build a team around. I thought that's, I thought basically, that's what basically what if I'm asking is if you can only take two of those. Yeah, if you can only pick two guys for your team. Well, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. That's who you would take. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, because I mean, I've I've heard some I I forgot who it was that was talking about. Why it wouldn't on. you? Though? It might have been Stephen Stephen A. Smith. I'm not sure, but oh, of course uh, Stephen A. Smith. One of them was saying that they, he would they would take Curry off of the team if, if and they would keep Clay and they would keep Kevin Durant, absolutely which I don't not. agree with. I no, don't agree with absolutely at all. Absolutely not. I mean, that's one of the most absurd things I've ever heard. Yeah, in my and life. that's why he says it so that way guys like also Thompson. talk about him. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, <laughs> keep yeah. talking about Stephen A. Smith like he's relevant. No, I would. It'd be it'd be Curry and Durant. If I had to take one to build a team around. I'm taking Curry. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, I don't know. I think you I think might take, take Durant. KD? I, I'm, I might take KD. Give, give me Curry. Yeah, I like him. I like I like I like Curry too. I just overall. Kevin I Durant's think, the the better scorer. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. I, I don't know. He's just, a more pure shooter. No, no, he's sh- not a more pure shooter. He's a better. He can he can well, score he can in a more variety the, of he ways. Can shoot from but in terms of a pure stroke, no one's better than Steph Curry all time. <laughs> all time. In terms of just a pure shot, no. <laughs> Curry's by far is the purest stroke ever. He can literally hit from anywhere so consistently. Just, just the way that he finished in the finals last year and everything else, kind of it, it does kind of beat Kevin Durant. It, yeah, I mean, it kind of <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did he did do that. that. That's for sure. But just the way he that he finished against uh, 
The way that he finished yeah, against the Cavs, he came back and then lost that way. He yep. didn't have a great series again in the finals, so it kind of it kind of makes you wonder, like, no. would you keep him out of those? Guys? I mean, it's right, right. It's really he he did play poor. It's not even like a relevant thing. I mean, it's just right. it's just a question though. If, if you had to like take, I would not. two of the three. No, I would keep Curry. I would keep Durant. Mm. There's no way I'd. What about Draymond? Give me Draymond oh, yeah, and Kevin Durant. Oh, build yeah, a team around. I wish there I could you go. There you draft go. me to Golden State. I'd probably put up five a game if I got drafted to Golden State. I'd probably be able to do that. because And so he kicks some dudes in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's something Draymond yeah, does I mean, uh, yeah. all too often. Oh, he's, so he's the pro at it. Yep. Yeah, well, well, where did he go to school? It's, it's not yeah. just because, though. It's <laughs> not just because he's from Michigan State that I think that. It's just like you could take other other power forwards or whatever you want to consider them and put them on those teams and I mean they're going to do the same exact thing if they have NBA talent I mean yeah they're going to kick dudes in the balls yeah it's just <laughs> it's just like come on <laughs> it's dumb oh uh, well this conversation has taken a turn for the worse so I'm going to move this one along <laughs> uh, to our final championship that we witnessed in 2016 and that was probably Colin's favorite and that was the 2016 World Series between the Cubs and the Indians, and we all know. But what about what the NHL, Vaughn? Everyone loves yeah, the NHL. Well, no, we don't need to talk no, about that. No, no one cares <laughs> about hockey. You know, I thought about bringing up the NHL a little bit, but the series was so bad that yeah. I just wanted to leave it out of here. I don't even know who Pittsburgh beat. Who did Pittsburgh beat? San again? Jose. Who cares? Yeah, it, it was it San Jose. It oh my God, hockey is garbage so. now. It was not a good. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll Stanley Cup Finals. So we're no. gonna. We're going to skip over that. We, I have great respect for the game of hockey. I love I hockey. I love, I love the NHL, but, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about baseball, which is my favorite. And um, I kind of want Colin to take over this uh, topic a little bit just because he is a giant Cubs fan. I and, am? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's what you've been saying a little all this bit, time. Yeah. So uh, kind of take us through the motions, Colin, <laughs> of being a Cubs fan. Uh, finally making a World Series. Well, Vaughn, you wait your whole life, and uh, growing up, all you know is that the Cubs are bad. They're never going to get there. You're cursed. Um, you have, you know, we have great fans, great tradition, great everything, but you just know every year you're either, either going to come in last in the Central or you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to choke somehow, um, even if you have the best overall team. And this year there was just something different. Going through the season and watching them, all the dramatic wins, like there would be like a, a sacrifice bunt to win a game, like a walk-off home run from Chris Bryant. Um a different each game, a different guy stepped up, and they were all they were all drafted. They were all picked out by by the Godfather Theo Epstein. It's like a perfect puzzle came into place with Joe Madden pulling the strings, and just this year, it just all came together perfectly in the playoffs. They went down three to one to Cleveland after dominating really their way up to that series. Yep. Um, but then something clicked in Game Five. They found a way to get the bats going. Finally, um, Game Six, they they pulled it out with their pitching. And then Game 7, like we were talking earlier, just the best game ever. It's what really made a lot of people fall back in love with baseball again. Oh, yeah. Um, just the, the drama in that game, back and forth. You know, Rajay's big home run to tie it. Yeah. Um, David Ross in his final game, the old man hitting a home run. Dexter Fowler <laughs> leading off. Yeah, leading um, off with that home run. Baez yeah. with a big home run. And then the end, just the uh, the final out when Chris Bryant gets it, he's smiling. And I was, I'm just on the tip of my seat, just, uh, just watching. He gets it, and I just scream, and I, 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 I cried, too. You As cried, a Cubs fan, I, I shed tears. I put my head down on my couch and I cried. <laughs> and my dad called me and we're just like, Dad, you know, Dad, I love you. This is amazing. Understandable. That man. is an it's awesome something we never expect to do that to people. That's yeah, what it, that's what it does. I mean, so, yeah, no, this was the best game seven I've ever seen in my lifetime. Best, uh, maybe the best sports game I've ever seen in my lifetime. Just from everything, every, everything that built up from, you know, all of the curses that the Cubs and the Indians had. 
and the leadoff home run, and then all of the great pitching that kind of you know faltered a little bit. That game wasn't that way. No, because Chapman was the one that gave up the the Rajay Davis home run, and Andrew Miller didn't pitch well. Corey Kluber didn't pitch well. Corey Kluber was the most surprising one to me in all series. I mean, he was tired. I think everyone, a lot of people, thought he'd be tired too. They used him too much, but yeah, and just from all of the stuff that built up to this Mm -hmm. World Series. I mean, this is why I love baseball. This is why I love sports. And this is why I get into stuff like this and talk about stuff like this is because of these big-time moments and these big-time players. And that Chris Bryant thrown over to Anthony Rizzo for that final out was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in sports when he was smiling before he even got <laughs> it was, the ball. It was great. He knew he was, it. He, he knew it was over. He fell on the ground before he uh, before Anthony Rizzo caught the ball, and then he just – Gives out a big cry of relief, and it's, you know, it, it was amazing. It was one of the greatest accomplishments I've ever seen. And seeing even non-Cubs fans love that game. If you oh, weren't yeah. a fan of either team, you still loved that game. I think if you That's were special, if about you that. were just a spectator, if you were, I mean, even if like you were a, a rival of the, <laughs> yeah, even if you were a rival fan of of the Chicago Cubs, I feel like a little bit of you was rooting for the Chicago Cubs in that World Series to pull it out to finally break that curse. To get that city a World Series, and I know that the White Sox have had the World Series recently, but yeah. <laughs> the more majority of the Chicago baseball fans are Cubs fans, and I thought that this was this was amazing. It, it was great for the city, great for the sport, exactly. And it that's, is it's only going to go up from here. That's exactly what I was about to lead into. Is like th- th- this series in baseball, what this did for the sport of baseball and everything else, and. It showed what sports can do for a city and how much it can lift something up and bring people together because so many people will tell you that sports don't matter and that sports news doesn't matter and whatever else and that it's, you know, it's just a game at the end of the day. It's just a game. It is more than a game. It can do so many things in life to like bring people together. It can do things for people who are having health problems or whatever else just to meet their favorite athlete. Just multiple examples have been shown over time that it can do that kind of stuff, and that's that's what this game did for the city of Chicago. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing to see. It's, not, I mean, it's it, even if I mean even if you hate like the Chicago Cubs or don't like them, how could you be that upset about seeing you can't them be finally upset get about something? Can't they're, they're, they're it, exactly. sweethearts. It's, it's, they're the sweethearts. They, yeah, yeah. It, it's you can't hate them. All of the good stories that great. came out. Yeah, all of the good stories that came out of of this World Series too. I saw one the day after the Cubs won where where a man went to his father's grave and listened to the radio feed of them winning the World Series because he kept a promise with his dad that he would, if the Cubs ever made it to the World Series in a game-clinching game, that he would be able to listen to it with his father. I thought that was one of the coolest things Mm -hmm. I have ever read. That was just amazing. Got another one for you. A lady who was born just before the Cubs' last World Series died the day after this World Series. Diehard, lifelong Cubs fan. She was she, she was like 108. Oh That's yeah, crazy. she was like one of the oldest ladies in the country. You didn't hear about that? She was literally like 108 years old. She was born the last Holy one and died cow. like the day after this one. That's Lifelong incredible. Cubs fan. It's, it's like she was holding on for it. My whole life, I always wow. try to put myself in that situation. Think about what will it be like in that moment when the Cubs finally win it. I mean, and I just want to play this video real quick. Go for it. It's real quick. It's for the it's for the fans. Here we go. Here's the one. This is going to
Joe Buck. Joe Buck excited. Fantastic Joe Buck excited. All right. Joe, actually, Joe Buck finally actually did a decent yeah. job. He's a fantastic. I thought he was going to ruin that. I'm like, Joe Buck is going to totally undersell this because he's a Cardinals <laughs> fan too. I mean, his dad are. Is he? Yeah. So I, but you know, he did a great job on that. He no, actually showed emotion. Awesome and no, I just, it, I was going around my living room. I threw the little stool around. I'm crying. <laughs> my roommates looking at me like, what the hell is this dude's problem? But yeah. no, they actually, they were not Cubs fans too, and they watched every game with me. So actually, yeah. they were emotional after it too. Like they went through that with me and became Cubs fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's so special about it. No, and and like exactly what you said, Von. The reason you talk about this kind of stuff, the reason that I do this kind of stuff, the reason I want to pursue a career involving sports is because of these kind of <coughs> reasons. It's the, it's the, it's the amount of emotion that it can like bring to a fan base that likes that team so yeah. much. And no matter what you want to say, if it's just a game, if you sit down and watch them every single, like I've learned with all the sports teams that I like, you get so emotionally attached that for better or for worse. It's either going to kill you or it's going to bring you up. But, I mean, yep. th- at the end of the day, it, it has a big role in people's lives. No matter it what, really does. How much you want to try to beat around that or deny it, it really does. It obviously has a big role in our lives because we're sitting yeah. in a small room up in Moore Hall talking about it. <laughs> exactly. So, right. so it's amazing. Exactly. But uh, I think uh, that that's all we got today. Um, you know, thank thank you guys for being a part of this podcast. This has been awesome. Thanks for asking me to join. It, I've, uh, yeah. You're welcome. I, I think this has been real fun for me. And... Uh, you know, this is my last semester here at CMU. I'm going to be graduating here in uh, in You're just, a, cry, just a, what are we gonna do all over just again. Just a few <laughs> days now. No, this isn't the Cubs winning again. It's fine. It's, but these are sad tears, not happy tears. Yeah, yes, but yes, no, yes. but you guys are going to carry on the unsportsmanlike conduct legacy. This is going to be great. Me and Colin last year started this up with our buddy Evan, and yeah, and uh, it, I'm glad to be able to take his place. It's it's grown uh, a significant amount since then, and I'm I'm glad I've been a part of this. And I'm glad that uh, all the listeners have been able to uh, listen to us uh, vent our, our uh, grievances of our sports teams and uh, be able to talk about the Lions and how they've been great and, you know, the Wolverines uh, and all the losses, the losses that they had this season. And, you know, just being able to talk about sports and, uh, you know, produce all this stuff is it means a lot to me. and it, it, I'm going to miss it a lot. I'll miss you guys. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. for sure. Von. Miss you, you for, sure, back, for, oh, for sure, too, buddy. We'll give you a shout yeah, out every once in a while. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be listening. So. Hey, whoever <laughs> does end up replacing you has a big role to fill. Oh, I'm my God, big you. shoes to fill. Yeah, big shoes. If you guys are going to talk crap about me, I'll be listening. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> like, texting you guys. Screw that Von guy. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Never would I. So uh, thank you again. Thank you to uh, producer Alex for always uh, dealing with our crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gives the uh, the little captain nod there. I uh, I appreciate all the things that you two you do too, buddy. So um, he's done a great job. He has, he, done he's a done job. a fantastic job this semester. All of you guys had, all the CM lifers did as well. Um, and uh, that that's it. I guess uh, that is it for the year for unsportsmanlike conduct. I've been Von Lozon. Sitting to my right is Colin Logsdon. Sitting ahead of me is Andy McDonald, and they will talk at you guys next year. Well, adios. See you then. Check ink. We all know that annoying sign. Don't break the bank buying ink. Save more on your printer today, because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices.